There's no reason to do any of this at this budget level if it's not going to be fun because it is so much work, it's so hard, it's it's going to be so hard when you're done to get anyone to look at it and, and actually watch it that you have to uh, you have to enjoy the process and, and the opportunity to make something and um, and to make it fun for the people that, that you're doing it with because otherwise you're never going to want to make one ever again. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode 48. I'm Elise Sieverts. And I'm Leslie Shannon. Today, we are talking to the hilarious actors and filmmakers Gabe Diani and Etta Devine. We discussed their script that was recently featured on The Blacklist. Raising funds for your film. And, and get, get married, married or make, make a movie. A movie. Like, I, don't have, I don't have time. <laughs> I can't rewatch Paper Moon. There's, I gotta watch this Amazon show, or yeah. you know. Um, and I, th- I think there's something to be gained from like re-experiencing right. the stuff that you love. Well, because we just rewatched the first season of The Good Place when we were home for Christmas with my parents, oh, and it was I like anyone who loves that should rewatch it because it is set up so brilliantly. The I twist just started at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. no, 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 that show is smart. Yes. It's so smart and so engaging. I love it. I love Michael Schur shows just in general. Right. Yeah. He's hilarious to me. Yeah. It's my particular brand of humor. Absolutely. So yeah. a little bit dark, but also like sweet and like heartfelt at the same time. And funny. And it's funny very too. funny. Yeah. Yes. For both seasons, I was like, how are they going to maintain this yeah, over several years? Thinking. And like they completely flipped it around. Like, and they yeah. did it in the second season as well. Or like they can't maintain with it. Oh, oh wow. yeah, they can. Oh, okay. okay. I, I was like, clearly Let's my brain just doesn't going. see this. Yeah. That, I, I like binged that show too. Yeah. I'm like oh, ready. Yeah. Okay, where's season three? I'm ready oh, for so it. Good. That's the worst part when you're caught up. I know. And then you have to wait. I know. And then oh. you forget about it. Binging problems. Oh, yeah. I did that with a few shows where I just like, well, there was several reasons why I stopped watching House of Cards, but <laughs> one of them really? was well, it took a long time <laughs> yeah. between the seasons, and I was like, I don't even remember what happened last mm-hmm. season. Like, I know who the characters, like, you do get invested. Yeah. By, like, season three, you're invested in the characters, but it's like, Wait, It's so right. complicated that you don't remember the intricacies of the yeah. scandal. Well, like also, that. when you're not watching week to week, you're, like, it's being spaced out for you as opposed to, like, I watched it in a weekend and then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to remember any of this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I've downloaded so many other things yeah. in the meantime that... I wonder no how that's affecting the way, like, people tell stories because if people do watch it all in one fell swoop... Because it's one of the things that I've noticed as I've... Um, I have been re-watching certain shows that I watched when I was younger and I'm like going back and rewatching and then you watch them you know you can watch multiple episodes back to back to each other not like it was when it originally aired on television and it really does affect the storytelling you realize how much they repeat certain Mm -hmm. things you're like oh if I had watched like binge watched this then it it would not have been it would have been way more boring um, Remember when we did this last week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exactly. little recaps that they yeah. do. Exactly. Well, the recaps, and then just how much of the stuff they recycle and reuse, and like mm-hmm. even like lines that are said over again. You're like, right. what? How did you guys let this happen? Right. Well, Rockford Files. Oh, another car chase. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's people who are, are releasing uh, what at a time just for that reason, but I wonder if their numbers are hurting, and it only affects people who are watching. You know, at once. So that's a I very interesting. Yeah, it's like, so fascinating. I'm sure there's statistic. people out there 
monitoring all the data from like binge watching versus mm-hmm. not and like I'm sure Hulu and Netflix have things too. Oh, they have to, they have algorithms. Yeah. I'm they're sure they're not sharing, they, but they yeah, they but got they, them. But they right. got they, them and yeah. know yeah. how people are digesting. For us, the only thing we see that way is HBO shows that that we actually watch. We'll see them a week at a time. Right. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, everything else is well, Hulu shows. Good place. We because right. when we were caught up, we would it would have yeah. to wait a week. Well, week. and then and then um, I remember watching The Handmaid's Tale was like that too because mm-hmm. they had the first three. They did like a comeback. You did not they want did to binge like, that show. <laughs> no, no, you no, didn't. No. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it will. But it also is a really good way to have some serious cathartic crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the timing of that show coming out after oh, everything Lord. that was going on politically, I was like, wow. Well, Those producers like, were so lucky. I <laughs> know. Like, Democracy is crashing. Out, great. This great came out three years ago in the Obama era. <laughs> I don't know if people, people would be like, what is this crap? And yeah. now everyone's like, this yeah. could happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah. you were saying you read something about the things that we like are like preparing us for stuff. What was that article? Um, well, a lot of people analyzed why women like uh, Law & Order SVU so much, and um, it's it's entertainment as um, as preparation, <laughs> and like if you feel like if you're okay, so you know, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, and then okay, now I'm ready for that. Now, now I can stop that from happening, and um, that's one reason why people like um, Apocalypse uh, bring it around to us. Oh, I know. I, <laughs> I was, was like, what yes. a nice segue. Segue. That was Which would have been a really yeah. smooth segue if you hadn't called it right? out as a segue. <laughs> uh, like Apocalypse like fiction so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but you know, you, you watch um, something like The Walking Dead or. Um, uh, one of my favorites is uh, the 1970s uh, BBC Survivors, which is um, a post uh, like a flu-like disease that that wipes out a big, big portion of um, humanity. And you know, it, it's a little bit of in the back of your brain. You know, you're watching the story and enjoying the story like you would anything else. But you're also filing away like, okay, you got to be wary of that sort of person. You got to be wary of this situation. Okay, don't stay in the city because everyone, even though uh, you know you didn't get the disease, you could still get cholera. You could still get typhoid. Okay, <laughs> and so people get more glommed on to that danger stuff because they're, you know, look at. Um, uh, murder, you know, murder shows like, oh, anyone could get murdered. But if you watch a murder show, you know, not to walk in. That's horror movies too. Don't walk into that empty house that the door's open and it's really scary. <laughs> yeah. The stuff that, you yell at people for the, not doing. The, the white people problem yeah. that yeah. I always right. like yeah. comment on. I'm like, <laughs> yes. whenever something happens <laughs> in life and I hear a noise or something and I start to move to investigate, I'm like, nope, yes. I will not do that. I will not fall into the classic white person. Yeah scenario because it always is pretty young white woman going to investigate a noise no no not doing it. i will not i refuse <laughs> see i do the opposite i of course you do. i i i know i get yelled at my husband yells at me all the time like in new york i'd be walking down the street someone's like yelling i'm like what are they yelling about he's like don't Let's run investigate. towards the crazy person <laughs> say, i won't die i'm a star yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i can protect myself yeah uh yes that's so really interesting. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really interesting. So how did you guys start like creating together? What was that? I know this is like a really big like, let's let's ask questions <laughs> Let's start now. at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe we are. Uh, maybe we are. I mean, no, maybe we've just been fooling ourselves that we are like really cool and not staunch with our questions. Staunchy? Staunchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, how did you guys get into um, creating together? 
Well, we um, were in a relationship, and we both um, were actors and had been writers and done stuff separately. And we uh, did a lot of complaining about our respective, um, you know, sketch and improv groups and stuff when we realized that if we were working together, we'd only have to take one car. So (laughs) (laughs) we uh, started doing an act that's um, a little, like, Nichols and May, Stiller and Mira kind of um, thing. Two-person sketch. And exactly as good as them. Without costume changes, <laughs> without props. We didn't have to bring I'm wigs. I'm a fan of it. <laughs> I want to yeah. see you guys live because that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, it's hilarious. Yeah. 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 Well, so we started doing that and because um, we decided our careers were more important to us than our relationship. And so if we were fighting... <laughs> right, if it didn't that, be damaged our yeah. relationship by working together... If we were fighting, okay. it'd be okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, that's how it started. And yeah. we started doing um, sketch together and uh, traveling around doing that. And then. And we did a lot of improv together too in improv groups. That's true. We did. Very true. And then we were. Uh, I got called to by a friend from college that said, I want to direct a movie. I want you to write and star in it. And I was like, okay, no okay. one else uh, wants to do anything with me. So, um, <laughs> so I started doing that. And she was basically my editor on that on that film. Um, and then after that, we're like, well, maybe we should be writing movies together. And so we started kind of branching out to writing, um, short films and web series and, uh, and movies. How, cause usually, not usually, but a lot of times sketch funnels into TV stuff mm-hmm. and you guys have really had success with feature films. And right. so like, that's really interesting too. That you guys kind of went from sketch to feature films. The well, you secret can make to that a, is lack of interest <laughs> from the industry. From the industry, <laughs> you can make a movie on your own. It's a little harder to make a TV show without anyone giving you permission. What really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we've always just been of like, well, let, you know, let's not wait for permission. Let's 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 do a thing. Let's make a thing. And and that, doing that, we've managed to make two feature films a decade so far. <laughs> hey, right. that's good. That is good. That it's is good. So you good. have two feature films. Usually someone makes one and they're like, oh, I'm never doing that yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, there's a real reason for that. Yeah. Ugh, that people make one movie. It is ridiculous. You guys, though, seem like you have a lot of fun while you're doing it. Like We do. The, it, like the way you guys, which I would love for you to talk about, like the way you raised money mm-hmm. and like the videos you made and that kind of stuff. Like you use your creativity and even at film festivals, like you guys were so animated and creative of like not and not that like branded polished thing of like our movies this. So we're going to act like this way. But it was just like so authentic. And I really appreciated that. So anyway, if you want to talk about like creating your your um, fundraising campaign and like how you've approached to like reach out to fans and get people excited about the film. Well, after The Selling, which was the, the movie about a real estate agent trying to sell a haunted house um, that we Available made. Available on iTunes and yeah. Amazon. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. <plug> yes. <laughs> yes. We'll put links below okay. the podcast okay. too okay. so then people can. It's very, it's super cute. Um, we uh, we wrote a couple of movies that would cost like two and a half, three, five million and we realized, then, oh, we don't get to scale up. No one's giving us any money. <laughs> so we got like, to go back. We, we got to go scale down. down. We got to scale down <laughs> and do another one. So we... Um, and also, like, we said, we're going to get married after the, we're done with the first movie. And then it took so long, we're like, well, do you want to plan a wedding or do you want to plan another movie? <laughs> oh, we should do a movie. <laughs> no, we should do another movie. <laughs> time, time's taking away. Right. It can be both. The movie is the... <laughs> right. Yeah. It's basically... Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I know. I was I'm like, sorry, I was like, should we do a mockumentary about a, planning a wedding, and then that's we're and then planning we our real get wedding married in the movie, and then <laughs> I, that, that that would be pretty funny. Yeah, but also like three times as much work as either a movie or a wedding. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you want to create more work for right. either of those things. Right. They are both enough work on their own, right? Um, and stress. Yeah, but we um and we also sort of wanted to retire our act because we were doing so many other things that we weren't writing anything new, and it was incredibly embarrassing how. We were doing the same material that we'd had for years, so we. Um. <laughs> well, part part of the thing of, of doing that was like, okay, this will be a great way to like get us representation, may, maybe pay some bills, and then we found that you know we weren't getting hired as a duo. We were like, you want to come to our festival in Washington D.C., fly yourself out and put yourself up. It's like, great, this uh, isn't Super. quite what we had sort of uh, envisioned it to be. So we love doing it, but also it was like, do you want to? Uh, write a whole 45 minute the whole new 45 minute act for your friends to come see again yeah who all have kids and have to get a babysitter if they're going to come out is rough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we figured like well let's focus on films and so this was an opportunity yeah. to to put to memorialize them so we're we sort of wrote the movie about, around our requirements of like what locations do we have or can get um what sort of people do we have or can get um and we we love apocalypse stuff, and and we had the idea before all the apocalypse movies came out, and then every, they would like roll out one by one, and we'd go and nervously see them, and be like, oh, okay, it's ner- it's different enough, we can still make this. <laughs> um, but we, uh, yeah, so we wrote the movie around all the wonderful actors we know, um, around us having to produce and direct, so it um, it took place over a long period of time, and we shot that way also, so that we could produce (laughs) and not not a traditional shooting schedule of like you know three weeks on we would shoot a couple days then shoot then produce and then shoot a couple more days but um yeah so we designed the movie around that and then we needed the money so uh, we'd done two kickstarters before and um we knew we had to really step up our game in order to raise $100,000, which is not a lot of money to make a movie, but is a lot of money, and it's a lot to ask of people. We'd raised 30 and 25 previously yeah. for two other Which is still campaigns. great, but yeah, it's feature films, they require more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we uh, made a video for every day of the campaign, um, and that sometimes more than one video. Tell people about, so that you're not just screaming into the void Look hey, at my thing. Look, yeah. Hey, look at this thing that I've been talking about for 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> and we, um, yeah, we went a little overboard, I think. But um, it was a little difficult because Facebook's IPO had come out about six months before and they changed their algorithm. And so they wanted, um, if everyone has noticed, if they run a page, um, Facebook is asking you to boost your posts and pay for it. And it used to be more um, organic and things could go viral naturally. And so uh, we had a bit of a harder time than we probably would have if we'd come out six months earlier. But we raised the um, 100000 which is probably harder than making the movie. <laughs> and um, Five months of prep before yeah. the campaign launched. And um, our awesome friend, uh, Dan, was like, I want to learn how to do um, special effects. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we do some of that? So we would shoot people um, on a green screen, and he'd put them in uh, crazy desert places that we'd filmed and um, 
put a friend in uh, the Battle of Richmond from an old movie and just all this crazy, crazy stuff that he, that he managed to do because he wanted to learn the program. And um, But to answer your convenient. question, right, there's, there's no question. reason to do any of this at this budget <laughs> level if it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Because it is so much work. It's so hard. It's it's going to be so hard when you're done to get anyone to look at it mm-hmm. and, and actually watch it yeah. that you have to uh, you have to enjoy the process and and the opportunity to make something and um, and to make it fun for the people that that you're doing it with because otherwise you're never going to want to make yeah. one ever again. That was one of the most important things is to try to make it fun. We had a, a like a four three day. Um, I don't even remember anymore. It's so long ago. Uh, three day shoot up in Big Bear, and that was our biggest section for a big, crazy part at the end of the movie. And we had a lot of our bigger names there, um, actors from our theater company in Glendale, Antius, um, which is a classical theater company. And we had um, uh, amazing people like Harry Groner and Don Didowick and Armin Shimmerman and Kitty Swink. We had Barry Bostwick there. Um, and so we uh, wanted to make it like actor summer camp. Um, our incredible uh, composer, um, Jeff Mann, who did our did the selling too, um, he came, slept under the kitchen table in in the second kitchen of the house, and cooked all the meals. <laughs> Three meals a day for like over forty people, and they were great. And they were great because I had been doing a lot of all the cooking like the day before, and then heating stuff up. But since we were producing acting, and, dire- and acting, acting and directing. Yeah. 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 That was the last yeah. thing that we got like, to worry there was about. Like, oh, we have lines. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was no way that I would be able to do the food. Um, You're only, so. You can only take on so many roles yes. before it becomes too much. <laughs> right, right. And the catering options in Big Bear, like looking Unlimited. at all the Yelp reviews, were like, oh, <laughs> this is... Uh, and we were complaining to him about it. I'm like, well, I'll come do it. That's yeah. so incredible. Yeah. He was amazing. And it was such such good food. He like made Japanese pickles like the day before and like just did all this great stuff. And so everyone was happy. They had the we were in this beautiful place up in Big Bear um, that everyone was staying in. Yeah. Not everyone had to sleep under a table. Um, <laughs> although our DP was in the laundry room on a broken air mattress too. Some people had beautiful rooms. There's lots of rooms in the place. And um yeah, we uh, so it was actor summer camp, and we everyone had a great time. But it's that sort of uh, everyone pitching in and and being excited to be there and uh, believing in the project is what is what makes it work. I mean, we had a couple of people that we had hired who were like doing us a favor to be there. It's like mm, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be on this. You, mm-hmm. Thank you for your for your time, and we'll get we're going to get someone else yeah. who wants to be here uh, because. Yeah, well, you don't want someone like that dragging down a production and, no. and grumbling. No, and, and like, it's like to have the insight to like to do that too and be like, thank you, but no thank you, you know, because yeah. one person can affect an entire. Oh, yeah. Right. Very much so. Well, yeah. us as, as actors, we're sort of like our instinct is to try to please people and what? like. we do that. Be, yeah, right? Be and light. say yes. You and always then, say yes. And then when you're in charge, you have the responsibility to actually like, no, you have to sometimes maybe not be the most popular person mm-hmm. and fire someone, which was a new experience for us to yeah. learn how to do. But I would rather have someone who maybe even doesn't know their job as well, but is happy to be there and, and to learn than someone who, you know, is the best at it, but isn't 
actually trying and doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like Our DIT was our same DIT from the first movie that we did and our assistant editor. And he just did all of these jobs. But he was out there and he helped us put up the set for the yeah. <laughs> for the show sequence up in up in Big Bear, like hanging those lights and stuff. He didn't have that wasn't his job. He yeah. didn't have mm-hmm. to do that. But like it needed to be done. And he's done about a thousand <laughs> things that weren't his job. He's amazing, and he's a great comic too. Like you know, our and editor. You never forget that when people oh, yeah. like just chip in. Like you never forget that, mm-hmm. and you want them on set because you know, like even if it is uh, like. Hopefully the next movie is even more money and right. you can have people doing their jobs. You just know that if there's a fire that needs to be put out, they have your back. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have to remember to give back too. Yes. yes, uh, yes, yes. Because we're all in this together. And Ed is really great uh, with doing like social media and like promoting the projects of all the people that are in our film. And you, know, you have to you have to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You have to come from that that place of service being able because if someone's going to do that for you, they need to know that you'll do it for them too and then it doesn't feel it doesn't feel icky or weird asking for that help because right. they you both mutually know that it's going to be beneficial for you both. Yeah. It still sometimes feel icky and weird if it can. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you're it asking favors less. on top of favors Yeah, on top I mean of favors, people deserve yes. to be paid, but sometimes you really can't. So. <laughs> then then they're a collaborator. They're not working for you, you know. Mhm. Absolutely. But well, I, and there's yeah. a sense of ownership, too. I mean, yes, we need to be paying people for mm-hmm. their work, but there's also this sense, what you said, collaboration, and, like, how, like, is this project exciting to you? Like, that's, even if you are paying people, like, I only want people that are excited yeah. about this story and excited, want to bring ideas mm-hmm. to the table, you know, within reason. But, <laughs> but you know, instead of just, like, oh, okay, I'm here to work and yeah. not have that, you know, and film festivals, directors get the credit and, you know, get, get up and get to do the Q and A's. And we try to be, we try to, uh, recognize it in the, you know, Oh, well this person did that and this person did that. Um, cause you know, I've seen it done the other way where, <laughs> where right. they're talking about their vision and you know, you do have a vision, but, uh, it's, uh, you can't do it by yourself. It's not just no. a director's yeah. medium. No, 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 and no. it was yeah. great for our premiere. A lot of people came, our editor came, uh, Chad Meserve, our, our composer, Jeff Mann came and a bunch of actors came, but you know, we got to. Brought them all on stage, yeah. got to share the experience together. Everyone does a Q and A. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who are listening to this right now and have an idea for a feature film or are about to campaign for a feature film, like what would you, what is the step-by-step way to, no, I'm joking. <laughs> right. but, what, like, but I don't know, yeah. just yeah. something that you wish you could have tell you, go back and tell yourself. Make, make, well, make sure that it's something that you want to spend the next two to five years yeah. of your life on. There's things I watch that are like, wow, that was really good. I would be so upset to be in editing for that rape movie for a year. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then not only just an editing of it, then you're in film festivals for yeah. another year, and then talking about yeah. it, watching it, yeah. yeah, over and over again, yeah, or you at know. least the first ten minutes to make sure that the sound and right, they're saying everything's happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of important stories that need to be told, but um, yeah, make sure it's something that you can hang with for a real long time because. <laughs> It's that albatross around your neck. For <laughs> and make sure the script's ready because a lot yeah. of people are like, just like, I want to make a movie and like, okay, let, you know, get lots of harsh f- criticism, feedback from yeah. people that you admire, do lots of table reads and get the script 
at the point where it is the best that it can be before rushing into production because you it's so much cheaper to go on the laptop and do rewrites than it mm-hmm. is to like be in the editing room like oh god yeah, what, did, what we did we do yeah, <laughs> yeah. how do you guys like getting like putting your work out there and getting criticism because you can't take everyone's note because mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of times they contradict themselves yeah. like oh, do you yeah. guys have any ways of like I don't know if you hear something harsh do you give yourself some time to sit with it or I don't know any stories about getting feedback that you took or not took not it's you, such an art yeah to take a no- taking notes you have to kind of see where the Venn diagram of feedback is coming from like what's the overlap of like five people like one person says something, you know, and that's it's hard an too if you're in a room and everyone's like, yeah, 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 because would they have thought that if somebody some, didn't say yeah, that? That's yeah. what I'm always like. I kind of like the written, mm-hmm. like just write write a note about what you thought, and right. yeah, and then have the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone said the uh, like the first five minutes of feedback is good, and then after that, people just start rewriting, right? Rewrite like this is what I would do, you know. Um, yeah, th- that's yeah, that's a really good point. That is a good point, and good and it's point. really interesting when you're um, if you're screening uh, during editing, people will try to rewrite um, <laughs> rewrite the movie, and it's like yeah, we can't we, we can't, can't go back that. and change. <laughs> yeah. They like, just have no, ideas. No. It's like that's not a no, that's an idea. <laughs> I, I love how you guys. Um, just in general, your humor. Um, watching the film, I was uh, I was cracking up at just like the little subtle stuff, especially when you were at the show and all the people who were talking to you in the audience. It's so funny, and I identified with it so much because I know exactly that place that the the characters are coming from. Of people, everyone's got an opinion about mm-hmm. things and how you should do something, and just the way that they just have no idea what the world is like that we live in, mm-hmm. which is you know. For the well, better, and then, sometimes and they're just trying to be helpful. They are, and sure. they don't yeah. mean anything necessarily yeah. bad from it. But it's hard to hear the same thing over and over again without having it like get to you. It's yeah. like, ooh, no, yeah. that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is it like working with each other? I mean, you guys kind of touched upon this at the beginning, um, but working with your partner. We don't speak outside of <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> I mean, it's great because we're both uh, workaholics and we wouldn't see each other otherwise. And you don't have someone who is mad because you're in a, you know, in the weeds and you're not seeing them for two days because they're right there. Or even if um, even if you are working on something else, um, you know, a civilian wouldn't necessarily understand um, that you're in tech week and you cannot. Uh, we handle call non-creative it. people civilians. Right. <laughs> that you have like to eat this. a quesadilla in the shower because you don't have time for dinner and laundry's not happening. Like, yeah. And yeah. Right. Like we, there was a, there was a party we were at years ago and overheard a civilian talking about <laughs> their spouse who had wanted to be a writer and was working as a writer. But like, yeah, I told my spouse that uh, you know, he's got two years to to do it, to follow his dream. And, you know, great thing. It worked out. I was like, two years. That's like no time. That's no time at all. You can't even learn the freeways in LA in that time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. So on the one hand, we have the understanding. uh, We understand what we're both trying to do. And and also, like, so many people don't get to see the person that they love for most of 
they're lot like 40 hours a week away yeah. from someone is a 40, long 40 80 yeah, yeah. I, know. I mean but yeah I know, 40 really. is what yeah. a lot right. of people work uh, you yeah. know <laughs> 40 plus a plus 40 commute and, right. and, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we could see each other all the time which is great which sometimes can it be stressful <laughs> but sometimes also, we need some space also I feel like um, maybe there wouldn't be as much jumping up and down and, and yelling at a writing partner who you weren't in a relationship with when you don't like my notes. Right. Well, if you want to get real. Right. I like that. Please get real. <laughs> you want to get real? We can talk about lines every now and then. Yeah, so the lines get, lines get blurred. Like, yeah. you know, you you maybe take liberties with someone that you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with in terms of how you would act professionally <laughs> that, uh, that wouldn't be appropriate in a normal situation. So right. yeah, it's a, it's a it's strange like an authentic honesty, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's just like, I don't know. You don't have to sugarcoat anything. You don't have to be right. I don't know. There's a trust. Yeah. There's a, there's a, an even deeper layer of trust. That and you kind of know that when things are being said, well, cause I mean, I work with my husband, we do things together. Um, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. Brandon over there recording everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah. <laughs> no, <he's> like, <laughs> see, he's smart. Um, but, but yeah, there is like this thing. You also know that a lot of the stuff that they say it comes from, it comes from the right place. Right. Do you know what I mean? Which sometimes, with other people you don't necessarily know the intention behind it and mm-hmm. and that to me makes a big difference as to how you feel about particular feedback right. or something that's happening oh, that's true um you know where it's coming from and that they'll love you no matter what right. mm-hmm. but like well, she hopefully. can you know <laughs> yeah. the the flip side of the you know taking liberties uh, that you would normally take is that like we can tell each other flat out oh, that's not good as opposed to like, I really love this yeah. part where you don't like, have you, to. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. I mean, you do just, a little bit. You can do better. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You can do better. But you can you can cut yeah. to the chase a bit. Yeah. yeah, a bit easier. Yeah, and not worry about mm-hmm. how it's going to be taken. So you guys just had some success of getting one of your scripts on the blacklist, yeah. which is yes. super exciting. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, Thank how do you guys? I mean, that's like balancing writing and acting, like those two passions, and like when you're creating your own stuff, you get to like use them both, but something that you're hired for as a writer, like how do you balance out like still feeding your acting soul too? Uh, we haven't been balancing very much because <laughs> we've been trying Riding to, the wave yeah, that. trying to yeah. ride the wave. But um, again, um, our theater company, um, Antius in, in Glendale, um, I've been, um, we have a playwrights lab and um, you can walk in and, um, people will read like uh, 10 to 20 pages um, and uh, you can walk in and they'll cast it right before. So you haven't even seen it yet. And um, I went in the other week and did like four things. You know, I did a political thriller where I was a t- and then I did like a family thing where I was a teenager. And then I did this absurdist piece where I was an Australian, uh, like, I mean, it was just like, all these things all at once, and I was like, "Oh right, I'm an I'm an actor. I remember." And so, <laughs> so that that was nice. It's easy to forget, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, uh, because uh, the industry wants you to be something, and it's maybe not what you want to be all mm-hmm. the time. Um, but uh, you know, we all need to put food on the table, and 
I know. Well, it's like yeah. following. Sometimes it's like balancing out that following where the successes happen and not letting it um, take you over if that's not where you want to be taken. Right. Um, but it can be really hard sometimes because it is nice as an actor. It feels really good when you have something else or anything that you're doing that people are like, you are doing a great job at this, like just, or like giving you money. Mm-hmm. Both of those things are really exciting. Yeah. And so it's hard to to tell yourself, okay, calm down, ego. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like, um, you can't do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, though, it has made um, being on set as just an actor seem like the easiest thing. <laughs> All I have to do is act. I did a short film and, you know, I used to like I'd sit on set and just be tense the whole time. And I'd come off a day of like doing one or two lines, just exhausted. And I I was doing this short film and and I was watching and I was, you know, they had a focus puller. So I was jealous and I was just watching them and and I was realizing that I wasn't nervous at all because even though like. Before I always consciously knew, oh, they have to do the turnaround on that person and then they have to do this and then they knew that, do that. And it'll be at least an hour before they get to me. Like, I really knew it now after directing a feature myself. And um, it was just so, so much more comfortable. And I was like, I don't need to get nervous for another half an hour. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I love how it's not that I didn't get nervous. It's just that I have more time. I I I don't need to spend all day getting nervous. I can watch, you know, this, I can watch them shoot and then get nervous at 4.30. So (laughs) it's nervous when it's unknown, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, if you don't, if you haven't been on set a lot and you're like, Okay, I'm here at 6 a.m. Sometimes it's like you're waiting around till 6 p.m., you know, so understanding that it it brings... Well, because crew never really fills you in, like, about what's happening. So actors are just sitting around smiling, like, ready at any second to do whatever's (laughs) needed. And I'm happy to be here. And if you need me, and you don't know when you're needed. I'm so easy. Yes. Look how easy I am. Look how awesome I am. Hire me again. Yeah. Please, please hire me. Please, please hire me. Yeah. So, like, really concretely knowing I wasn't going to even have to think about being worried for another hour or two. It's just, like, so freeing. So, yeah. So just direct a feature if you're an actor. And then you'll you'll have an easy your time. It's easy. And, Raise some money, yeah. direct a feature, <laughs> and you know. I was like, all I have to do is say my line. I don't have to worry about like scheduling. I don't have to worry about feeding these people. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, people not showing up. Yeah, but, not yeah. my problem. Right. Yeah. And being an actor too, and being in various situations has kind of taught us the type of directors that we wanted to be. And oh and yeah, taught us like, well, how can we make this a good experience right. for the actors as well? And I think on the the first movie, the like we had like extras and, and like I was very obsessed with like, okay, we don't want to keep people here all day, and like oh, we want yeah. so to so worried about like, the extras. Don't call them too early. And the line producer like, you need to <laughs> <laughs> calm down and worry about making I your movie. I feel the same way. I yeah. feel the same way. I don't want people to have to wait around. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially if people are their time. Yeah, if they're if they're donating or their time or if they're doing it for like a really low yeah. rate, right. you want to feel like respect you respect them. them. Yeah. Which, but at the same time, your line producer was correct. Mm-hmm. You do have to make your film yeah. right. or it's yeah. pointless. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think we, there's a happy medium there. Yeah, there is. Oh, yes. <laughs> Someone, yes, yes, yes. Someone's there found it at some is. point, you yeah, know, it'll happen is. again, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just a quick stopping by to say, I'm sorry. I, mean, I know yeah. you guys have been waiting for a little bit. Right. That goes Just like Just explaining a little bit of what's going on to, so they don't feel like, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. 
what um and feeding them well yeah yeah absolutely and having a place to like sit yeah not like sitting on the floor Mm -hmm. somewhere (laughs) yes (laughs) or on a rock or you know that kind of stuff um do you guys have stuff i mean you have this the script that's out there do you have anything else that you that is in the works that you guys want to talk about or share or like anything exciting on the writing front on the acting front coming up um Exciting stuff we can't talk about. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> that can talk in that, code. That, yeah, that, yeah, and that also, you can tell us what you can, or <laughs> you can you can share with us when we can't, when you can talk about it, and our social media will just, like, tell them all the things that yeah. you're doing. So both yeah. are both are options. Well, the, the Blacklist script has been optioned. Mm-hmm. Or um, bo- yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting, and it looks like it's moving forward, and they're going to go out to directors soon. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, we expect to be cut out of the process uh, <laughs> very soon. At any moment. <laughs> any, any moment. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Sorkin will be brought in uh, <laughs> to rewrite it yeah. and take our names off. Um, so, so that's great, and uh, we're working on a couple different projects and specs, and mm-hmm. now that we've been kind of... Um, you know, on our own for so many years and doing our own thing. And now we're at, have an opportunity to have some help. Yeah. Um, so, which is very strange. <laughs> uh, so we're trying to write a couple specs that sort of, you know, people know us for this one thing now because no one cares about our movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, so we're, you know, trying to tailor a couple things to, to that and, and see if we can go out with that stuff and make that, something happen, pay some bills. Yeah. It's an unfortunate part of life. Do you guys have a dream project that you like toss around or, you know? Several. Oh, yeah. Many. Talk about them. <laughs> Many. Talk about them. We want to do something about voting rights, yeah. which we're <gasps> yes. um, looking at now. And a, a lot of like, there's sort of like pre November 8th, 2016 projects <laughs> <laughs> that we were, that were very, were very passionate about and might come back around to. And then, um, and then now everything's sort of infused with, more of a social con- conscience and um, trying to uh, make activism sexy and uh, and fun. Uh, oh, we it have is s- sexy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so much. So many films are conflict resolution is violent conflict resolution, and um, it would be nice to to model some stuff that's entertaining and doesn't feel like medicine. So many like, oh, this is an important film, and we don't. We're not. We don't want to make important films. We want to take entertaining films that also. Just sort of subtly Trojan horses in some ideas of um, just a little brainwashing, you know, you know. Just brainwashing, <laughs> yeah. a little empathy, you there. know, modeling empathy. some empathy and Humanity. compassion. And well, that's one of the beautiful things about what we do is um, that's the one skill we have that the world needs more of that mm-hmm. we have the capability of sharing. And so, what an exciting time for us to be creators yep. because we can make such an impact on the world around us if we all we have to do is want to. Yeah. No, um, no one movie is going to change the world, but we have uh, a place in the conversation. The interview almost did, but right. Uh, <laughs> we have a place in public discourse to to push uh, public opinion in certain ways, and um, a responsibility, I think, to as, as we all go every year to see the the movies about the unending war in space, right? <laughs> that we all love. <laughs> You got to pepper those in sometimes <laughs> just in order to be able to like sure. deal with the world, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. 
We all like laser swords. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, it is, that's even modeled after real, like, mm-hmm. has comments on real things. So mm-hmm. it's not completely removed. It just is in space. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But uh, it, it would be more uh, statistically effective to... Um, just have nonviolent rebellion instead of using laser swords. That's the thing. Those movies uh, model that like violent revolt is a a good solution to certain problems, whereas statistically, uh, you're you're two and a half times more likely to have a successful revolt. Uh, a revolution that, that against ends an authoritarian in a democratic government uh, uh, society if you if it's nonviolent. If it's nonviolent. <sighs> That's an amazing fact, and I love it. There's a book called This Is an Uprising. That you should read. Mm. Oh my gosh. That'll make you feel better about the world and, right. and what we can do as that a society. Many days of the week. Yeah. Is it because with storytelling, violence is conflict and that's mm-hmm. what sells yep. tickets? It's, it's a, a lot easier to have a scene where, and then he punches him in the face than, than that's 40 then minutes of medium and <laughs> violence is, is more yeah. visual yeah. Uh, yeah. than, um, say, a. Uh, a phone He's, banking right. scene. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Phone banking in the empire. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been wanted to do a web series that was like the, the nonviolent resistors in, in the empire, like so mad that the rebels keep... Because um, <laughs> the empire uses it as a way yeah, to... Uh, as propaganda. Every time the rebels attack, the empire can use it as propaganda. Look at these, look at these violent terrorist exactly rebels. And they use that as an excuse to crack right? down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah. Anytime there's any sort of nonviolent protest, they find like the one like yep. person who did something that was violent. They're like, but what about them? Yeah. Right. Like, no, stop it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get it together, people. <laughs> well, they don't even need to use real examples. They can hire um, people to dress up in black and pretend to be Antifa. And, and then say that it was anti-fascists who are breaking windows, you know? And it's like, no, look at their shoes. They have red laces on. Those were the Nazis that you hired. Like, come on, we're not dumb. <laughs> oh well, that's the, that's the other thing, too, that's so crazy right now is, like, the layers of conspiracy against conspiracy mm-hmm. against conspiracy. And, like, one side pointing fingers, like, you're hiring people. And the other side, you're hiring. And it's, like, so much propaganda. Like, mm-hmm. it's just all propaganda. Yeah. yeah, like what's But it's real. also all right out in the open. You can see on their Twitter that what they're actually doing and that when they accuse you of something, they're actually doing it themselves. <laughs> like, yeah. So it, but, but the media doesn't glom onto that and actually realize that all the information is right there for them to see. And they, well, there's this fascinating thing too of like, I mean, truth and what's false and mm-hmm. what's claimed as false. And like, there's science behind it. If you just keep saying something, yep. People think it's true, and it's yeah. it's not true. Mm-hmm. And there's like and a if legitimate big news organizations in an effort to appear yeah. unbiased repeat it. Right. that someone said that, then that gives it legitimacy. Yeah, yeah. it's right. It's like this weird the gray area of it is. where it's like, how, how do you report on something without reporting on it? But you also don't want to, you don't want to lift up whatever it is that they're yeah. saying, but right. people need to know. It's like this weird, like, how do you go about doing this in a way that's not a detriment to free speech and, mm-hmm. and truth and honesty? A lot of U.S. Uh, media. journalists, media, 
are totally unprepared for how to report on this they situation. They don't call out lies. And he, like, if you want to report on what they said, that's fine. But if it's a lie, you need to call it out in the headline. <laughs> like, right. And they no, don't. They right. just repeat the lie. They're repeating the propaganda. That's a lie. And that's not They've gotten a little better helpful. at it, some of them, but they're still very slow to adapt. And we still get, uh, this is the moment he became president. Right. Like, really? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Living in a vacuum. Yeah. And it's not like there weren't plenty of like think pieces written by journalists in authoritarian states saying, this is how you deal with it. Like they could have read those. They yeah. <laughs> no, that's very true. But when do we start recording, by the way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh we weren't going to do it. We were going to wait it, okay. a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. We're going to start in like I'm almost warmed so. up. Yeah. So. Okay, great. We thought in like 15 minutes, yeah, 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 yeah. then um, we'll just yeah, repeat. I'm going to hit my stride. Um, everything you said, but this time you can just say it better. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If anyone doesn't like this part of the conversation, please don't follow either Gabe or I on Twitter because we've just evolved into like retweeting Sarah Kinzier. I stopped being funny a long time ago. Like, <laughs> That's not true. You guys are still funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I like the finding, finding the comedy in yeah. getting like truth and messages mm -hmm. out there. Because it's such a great venue for doing that. I love doing comedy and I love doing comedy for the whole purpose of you can talk about things that you can't normally talk Right. with people about because it becomes laughing. that neat. Yeah, if yeah. they're laughing, then they're, they're much more likely to take it in or pay attention or think about it yep. than they are if you're yelling at them or telling them how they're wrong or, or like preaching it's a, at them. It's know. it's a different way of doing it, which is funny because a lot of the news I actually end up getting a lot of the times has like a comedic spin on it because you look stuff up and you're like, oh, this is way more factual and actually yeah. calling out and, and making me, and it's easier to take it that way when you're laughing instead of like laying in the fetal position on the ground, right. crying uncontrollably. Well, that's why Sam B and John Oliver's shows are so great. Is yeah. They're presenting it in that exasperated, like, can you... Are we cursing effing believe this? Sh like, oh, yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> can you fucking believe this shit? Like, um, and then, oh, now we're explicit. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode is explicit mainly because of me because I have trouble yeah. not I usually fun. do. I, I'm surprised I haven't been cursing already. Um, <laughs> You've been on such good behavior. They have been. Um, but yeah, that's why their shows are, are so great, is they do that and they make it palatable because. Yeah, it's Lord knows we otherwise. Need it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, my brain. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's not just me that does that. Is there any other projects that you guys are besides the voting rights? What do you feel comfortable no. discussing? Anna? I don't know. I, uh, they've all left my head. <laughs> They're, They're gone. Oh, see, There's it's so not many just me. Things. <laughs> <laughs> it's that afternoon like wave, right? Like yeah. a couple hours after lunch. It's like, hmm. I've got a superhero comedy that I've written that addresses some of the things that we've been talking about in terms of like trying to make a goofy mainstream comedy that talks about how, you know, maybe flying around through buildings and you may bringing them crashing down on the city isn't the best way of conflict resolution. You know, you know, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe so we're working on that. And I have one about a, um, a scientist with a brain injury walking around the desert with a big Muppet. That's, that's that fun. sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's cool. really fun. I also love how you guys, you like mesh comedy with other genres. I find that really interesting because that's typically my favorite. I like when there's a mashup between the two and uh, it, it allows you to be able to use that genre and kind of spoof certain things about it yeah. and gives you like that 
uh, that avenue to go down, but at the same time, you're still within the genre. Yeah. So, I mean, did you have you guys always done that, or is that something that you've kind of developed over time? I feel like genre as it is, like in movies and TV today, is kind of a false construct. Like, I mean, go to a funeral and everyone is joking. You know, go to a comedy show and you know people are talking about their horrible breakups, like in the in, in the audience to each other before it starts. Like, there's no there's no difference in life um, usually. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think you know you. Uh, a horrible situation, you know, funny things happen during that. And, um, you know, some horrible situations are funnier than others, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I think it, and like we were saying earlier, you know, it makes it palatable and it makes it, um, more enjoyable and, you know, who wants to sit down and watch something that's just miserable all the time. I guess a lot of people, but I don't as much. But we (laughs) we love, we love genre. We love sci-fi. We love mystery. Um, but a lot of those shows tend to be or shows or movies or whatever tend to be very serious and yeah. I enjoy that, but also there are different aspects to the world that we live in and mm-hmm. it's nice to sort of explore those different corners in a in a funny way. And also like with horror horror and comedy, I'm surprised that it's so hard for most people to make a good horror comedy mashup because they're so similar in terms of tension and release. Yeah. Comedy and suspense are very aligned. Um so that was, just felt like sort of a natural combination of things when we were doing our first movie. Yeah, well, absolutely. And it is very natural because mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about it in that way. They are very similar in the arcs and the way that they go about um, reaching that goal is the same. Yeah. Huh, very interesting. And yeah. you go to a really scary horror movie, you know, half the people are screaming and the other half are laughing, laughing. anyway. Yeah. So. After, yeah. after a big jump scare, yeah. people are like, oh, no. <laughs> That's or, if, or if you're really scared in real life by something, what do you do? You crack up about it afterwards. Yeah. Like if right. someone's, if someone spooks you around a corner, you know, in your house or something. And we joke about yeah. the things that are bothering us and scaring us and yeah. It's one of the ways to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we always think like, you know, you're watching these movies with these big action heroes or whatever. It's like, that's not me. That's not how I would react mm-hmm. in that situation. And a lot of like the Apocalypse movie was like, we're literally playing ourselves. Like we're completely <laughs> unprepared. Right. We're, we don't know how to siphon gas. Like it's, it's wa- watching those movies and being like, we, we're going to die. We're going to die in this situation because we don't know what we're doing. Um, so that was kind of where the genesis of, of the idea came from taking ordinary people and putting them in extraordinary circumstances. And, and not and I, knowing what to do yeah. and kind of figuring it out. Yeah, awesome. yeah. our impetus for that was like, okay, well, you know, a helicopter comes for Brad Pitt um, or Will Smith when the end of the world is coming and it's like, you're the only one who can save us. And it's like, well, there's no helicopter coming for us. No one even tells us what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love so much. He's like, you like, have no, you're like, but what's, he's like, yeah. well, I know what's happening, yeah. but no one shares it with you. Like, no, right. but what is happening? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Is that movie going to be out soon for people? Hopefully. All right. We'll Hopefully, keep everyone yeah. posted. We're, we're working on distribution. Yay. Oh, Hopefully fun. we'll have something to announce soon. Yeah, we then finished our festival run, and now we're looking to come out and mm-hmm. move on with our lives and <laughs> have the people mid- be able to see it. How many yeah. years has that one been? From We start? raised the money in twenty at end of 2013. Okay. Yeah. Shot right. in 2014, post-production, oh, film festivals. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. No. That's what's crazy, though, is I think people who don't make movies, have they do not realize how long it takes. And that's why you end up having so many different 
um, pots on all your different burners because yeah. you have to because right. one will be you know have this trajectory going forward and the other one is just kind of like sitting Stalled. there <laughs> or like when you see a uh, A-list actor and they have like four movies coming out yeah. in three months you're like whoa they've been working a lot but little do you know <laughs> right. like one of those shot movies right. is shot yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's coming out now because they they're famous now right they yeah were, they were true. famous when they shot it and that's yeah. just been sitting yeah. on a shelf somewhere uh, but yeah that's if true. you are going to run a Kickstarter campaign or a crowdsourcing uh, campaign, make sure that you take whatever your estimate is for when the movie is going to be done and multiply that by like two or three. <laughs> two or so, three years? Yeah. Mm, whatever you estimate times. for the years times two <laughs> yeah, three okay. gotcha. so that right. uh, people know what they're getting into because, um, you know. It's been a long time, and we owe people DVDs, mm-hmm. and it's we've tried to be very, like, we do lots of updates. So, right. like, this is why it's not done yet. This is yeah. why it hasn't doesn't have distribution yet. And for the most part, people are very understanding. But uh, at some point, there, still there's going like, to be some pitchforks oh, and, sure. uh, and torches after us. And, well, even editing, people don't understand yeah. the right. process. I mean, you're picking every frame of that mm-hmm. film, and there's multiple drafts of the film, I'm sure. I'm sure you yeah. guys have had yeah. multiple yeah. versions of what what it could be, and and then you have to take it to sound, and then you have to yep. get yes. it color corrected. Yeah, it's just and when you don't have a lot of money, it takes, it takes a lot time. more time. Yeah. Right. If you have throw a lot of money at it, you can be done super quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But who can do that? <laughs> no one at this table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yes. So where can people find you guys online? I'm at Etta Divine on Twitter. Right. I'm at Gabe Diani on Twitter. <laughs> but, but yeah, but check the feed Beware. to know what you're Beware. getting into. Uh, but the movie is at DD underscore Apocalypse, yeah. which is uh, more just apocalypse focused information <laughs> if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. Uh, our website is ddmta.com. It's short for Diani Divine Meet the Apocalypse. Right. Um, or just dianiandivine.com will take you there. But you can find uh, links to the selling on there where you can you know, purchase a copy of that if you want one and um, links to other stuff like our YouTube yeah. and stuff we that should we should probably update. update. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> see, isn't yeah. it always lovely when you're thinking about it? Like, oh, yeah, and I need to do that. Let's add that to my to-do list. Yeah. For, for yeah. We're so proud. Like we, we actually updated the landing page and, and that's now it's like the whole website is outdated and mm-hmm. There's any web designers out there. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. It changes so yeah. fast. Yeah. You know? Like it's you don't stuff even you really did need a, a website. Ago. You just need like a landing page with like right. by here. Like no one wants to no one's gonna go to your website and like check out what the news <laughs> is. Exactly. Unless you're unless you're someone who's researching a podcast and right. then you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. right. yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. they have an update. Okay, cool. Good. They have an update in this in a real long then. time. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, this is really helpful. All right. This is what's happening. This is what they were doing three years ago. Okay. So for very niche. It's our EPK then. Exactly. Right. So it's great for helping people research. Okay. Yeah. So right. thank yes. you. There might be more people checking that out exactly. than you realize right now, too. You know, yeah. Know. Well, Russian hackers. Yeah, yeah. They're everywhere. That too. So. That too. <laughs> I mean, clearly they're a dime. They're a dime a dozen yeah. right. everywhere. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for sitting and telling us about your process and everything. We have loved laughing with you today. Yeah. Thank you so Wait, much what are you guys working us? on? Oh, yeah. Lots you want of guys stuff. Wanna, oh my gosh, promote? lots of stuff. Um, I'm working on so <laughs> a couple of series. One of them is a web series about 
a group of Midwest Christian mothers living their mm. best life in Christ <laughs> that get tangled in a crime ring. <gasps> what? Love it. Oh my gosh. Do you and have a title? Christian Mothers. Nice. And the other one is The People Store. And it's about a group of young New Yorkers who quit their corporate jobs as corporate slaves and start a company to basically sell Impo- like people to people like you need a boyfriend to bring home to your mother you can go on this app and order one you need um, a fake wife to bring to your preschool like interview you can order one so it's actually based on a real life Japanese app that exists <gasps> that makes me uh-huh. interested and uncomfortable all uh-huh. at the same time nice yeah. work yeah so those are those are what I'm like in the in the tropes of right now, that's awesome. great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Very fun. Um, I'm working right now, so I did um, a Women Weekend Foam Challenge. Uh, in January and uh, the writer who worked on that I actually ended up doing sound in that because they needed someone to do sound sure. um, so yeah. I produced and did sound up. I know exactly <laughs> who like I you know that whole thing of you do what you can in order to make get films yeah. made yeah. Um, and so um, I loved the writer so much um, Mel shout out um, and she um, and she and I are right now working on uh, creating a web series together oh, cool. um, that uh, is essentially spoofing genres um, and each episode is spoofing a different type of film um so it's like an anthology web series awesome. so you're the china mayville of youtube uh, sure yes 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 that's a writer that's right. a writer <laughs> who wants to write a book in every genre <gasps> yes so that's us we're doing that but yeah so that's cool. my big thing that i'm working on right now well let yeah. us know so that we can promote your stuff oh man you guys are all right. Well, well thank, thank you so much thank again you. for having us thanks for and helping us, everybody. Yeah. yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.